0: Let's get this bitch started. I said, we got this. Flow stupid, yet the rhyme's so brilliant. Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient. And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing. Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon. I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million. Too hot for ceilings, it's how I am feeling. What the blood clot, how did all these thug rocks have me looking dumb hot? With my eyes all bloodshot, now that's a mugshot. In the making, no
1: Yo, 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 welcome no back, back to another episode bacon. of the Hip Hop no Heads Podcast. H-Cubed up in this bitch.
2: Yes sir, we back with another episode for y'all. Definitely, big shout outs to uh our... Past couple guests that we've been having on our show. Yes, sir. Uh, Much thank you for coming on. So, we decided to hit y'all with a regular episode for old time's sake for y'all. And we also got uh, the Run the Jewels review coming very soon. Yes, yes. definitely keep, keep an eye out for that as well. Yeah
1: and uh we're gonna have other reviews and a little couple more interviews and everything coming along the way soon for you and uh you know we just gonna we just gonna uh, keep it moving this way we've we we we're
2: gonna
1: gonna calm down a little bit on the pacing of some stuff though but you know it is it is but you know hey (laughs) you know
2: sometimes sometimes when you first start some shit you know you i guess you don't really understand how to gauge shit and don't really know what's gonna work But um, nonetheless, uh, we're going to figure this shit out and that's what we're doing right now. So definitely we're going to keep the content coming. So stay fucking tuned for that.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, let's go ahead and start this episode. Um, Let's do it. I want to go ahead and I hate to start it on a sour note, but it's just, it's really sad that shit it keeps going on like this in, in the industry and in hip hop right now. But we yeah. are now mourning the loss of yet another artist, MO3 out of Dallas, who just recently worked mm-hmm. with Boozy on a project, was shot a couple of days ago. Apparently, uh, was in a car, tried to get away from people by running out of the car, ended up getting shot up in his back and in the back of the head. So R.I.P. to MO3 and, you know, yeah, thoughts and prayers up to his family and friends.
2: Yeah, and also uh, thoughts and prayers to Bootsy. You know that that was actually Bootsy's artist. He was for those of y'all that that watched the uh, the Bootsy uh, interview on um, on the Mike Tyson podcast. Mm-hmm. He was the uh, the guy that was with him.
1: Oh, that was him.
2: Yeah, that was him. That was he. He, uh, he Tyson started asking him a couple questions in the middle of the interview. So it, yeah, man, it's 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 crazy. You know, I've, I've I've actually never listened to any of his music, but I definitely saw his name floating around when it came to like a up and coming artist. So he mm. definitely had, had some buzz to his name and um, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's tragic. And, and, and the crazy thing about it, right. Is that this is an artist of boozy that he himself said it in a fucking overly uh, produced DJ Vlad interview <laughs> that every rapper, uh, when they died, they died in their hometown. They died from people that know them.
1: Yeah.
2: And sure enough, in this case, unfortunately the same shit happened now. For those of y'all that don't know, this situation was actually, like, pretty crazy just on the fact that it was on a highway. Yeah. You know, his car got shot up while he was driving on a highway, dog. So, that that just goes to show the kind of, uh, you know, I guess, energy that he was around, but...
1: It's actually amazing that niggas would, would do some shit like that. They're they not just trying to catch you on some shit, you know, where mm-hmm. you would normally be at. No, they they really trying to get niggas out here and all type of shit. And they it doesn't seem like they really care what goes on outside of it. It's like, I'm going to get this nigga at any means necessary. It doesn't even matter about the people around. The people around, yeah. I feel like, used to actually matter up until the oh, time yeah. that really drive-bys really started. That was when shit really started getting crazy. But niggas don't just really not. do that too much anymore, so...
2: Right, right. No, yeah, no, for sure. And like you said, it, it's crazy because you know there's no way for you know his ops, I guess, to know if he's with his kids, if he's with his family. They just know it's this nigga. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, um, again, man, it's just it's just sad that you know. Again, this was I'm um, you know up and coming artist, another young black man shot down the hands of another apparently, yeah, apparently uh other black man. So it's just it just kind of sucks that this keeps happening. And you know, we just were talking about the whole. A King Von situation last week and yeah man it, it's just it's just insane man and, and the crazy thing is right that this happens even like big on a larger scale and on a smaller scale even smaller scale than you know uh MO3 like you know with other up and coming uh-huh. and it kind of sucks that this is kind of what gets in the way of a lot of these guys actually making it as a rapper
1: exactly yeah. and and it's it's not like some of these shitty rappers are out here getting taken out you know no mm-hmm. no shade on anybody but it's like right, right. the good up-and-coming rappers who sound different who have lyrics you know they've got the whole package no matter what their sound is king vaughn had it on the drill shit you know pop smoke had it more on the drill shit but still on that yeah. new york tip like and even xxx if you want to take it back a couple years now like yep. he had mm-hmm. his own style he still had his lyrical ability he still had his shit but he was an up-and-coming power. it's it's just a fucked up situation. It's just like
2: we're, it's like
1: now it's a whole generation of talent at this point that we're not going to get to see bloom and, and grow, you know?
2: No. Yeah, for sure. I agree 100%. And on top of that, you know, we also have to worry about, you know, the drugs and things like that, that these guys are taking, that have taken uh, some of our favorite artists, you know, thinking about, you know, guys like Mac Miller, Mm -hmm. Lil Peep, and, you know, a bunch of other guys that uh, unfortunately, you know, Juice World. Yeah. Almost forgot about juice World but yeah juice world you know and, and him being one of the one of the bigger names that all these guys you know along with Mac Miller of course mm-hmm. but um it's just crazy it, it's just crazy that you know all these artists and again I, I don't know maybe it's because there's more artists now but like I feel like more artists are dying now than ever before really because I remember I don't remember ever like at least in my childhood like like from mid to early 2000s to like 2010s, mm-hmm. ever hearing of like a very popular artist dying. Like, I don't really remember mm-hmm. hearing it too much. Like, Honestly,
1: almost- not since big pun died and that wasn't even from other causes that was natural causes that was yeah Mm -hmm. but honestly not since big pun died did you really hear too much about like big up-and-coming rappers like maybe little like you know little unknown people that were trying to make it or whatever but not niggas that were actually up and coming in the game like this is just a whole new phenomenon to be actually taking out niggas that are in the industry already you know they're established damn near and then bam they're taken out before they can really even release a first
2: album And let me just say, right, that, like, I just feel like it's, it's, I guess it's just signs of the times that we're living in, right? That, like, it's so crazy because I don't know if you've seen this, but there was pictures of Vaughn's autopsy floating around the internet. Yeah, man, that's funny. And, and it just, it's so crazy, right? Because the the only thing I think of is like, yo, the only thing that could drive somebody to do this is fucking clout or like, you know, fucking attention pretty much. At the end of the day, it all revolves around getting attention. And it's just so crazy that people put aside like morals and just human decency just to get attention. Like, and and, and this kind of reminds me of like the um, the XXX uh, tentación uh, mm-hmm. when he got killed. Because, in all honesty, right, that was the first time that I saw somebody that like. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say I was the biggest fan of his, but like that I deemed to be like a, a big name, like a celebrity, like a real big name, and just like dead, like just lifeless, and it, it almost seemed fake. Like that, that was like the crazy thing about it that, that shit almost seemed fake And now, you know, unfortunately We see the video, not only the video of, of Von Getting shot, but also, you know, you have Pictures of his autopsy thrown around and, Which uh, I'm actually
1: sure is fairly Illegal, uh, especially oh, yeah. since the whole Thing is still under investigation
2: Oh yeah, for sure, for sure And not only that, but like, if you Haven't seen any of those things I just suggest y'all not see it, you know what I mean? I don't know why you would want to, mm-hmm. but you know if you, do, if you do run across it on the internet and you think oh, this shit can't be true. It's fucking true, and you don't want to see it. So, you know, I just feel like for everybody's, you know, mental health is best to avoid that, especially if these are artists that you like. Uh You know, it kind of really sucks to see them in a state where they're no longer here. So it's, uh, yeah, man, it's just crazy. Just, again, and it just goes to show the times that we live in that, like, people are willing to do anything just to get clout or attention, and Uh ultimately, at the end of the day, for what, you know?
1: Exactly, because honestly... What like Vaughn's sister is trying to get this dude fired who released the the footage of the autopsy and I'm, I mean I'm pretty sure that once the uh, what did the not the state's attorney but whatever law enforcement person is is the one that handles all of that once they are aware of that situation somebody's definitely getting fi- uh, fired and
2: at least brought up on
1: some oh, charges because yeah. I'm sure oh, yeah. that shit's
2: illegal. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. And on top of that, like you might have an issue with uh, with Vaughn's people. You mm-hmm. know, I'm just saying. You know, because that's ultimately. Cause you, I feel like you open up, you open up ways for his 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 rivals to disrespect them even more after death. You know exactly. what I mean? And that wouldn't be possible had the picture not leaked. Uh-huh. So I'm just saying, you know, it's just it's a it's a very fucked up situation, and uh, I, I feel like whoever whoever released that shit, whatever's coming to them is well-deserved you know what i mean
1: so and don't i don't care if you fuck with that nigga or if you hate that nigga's guts don't let that fucking picture show up as part of somebody fucking album cover or mixtape oh, yeah. cover yeah, and some yeah. fucked up shit where he's like in the cross hairs or some shit don't do that don't don't yeah. don't be that nigga i have a feeling and, it yeah. might happen but don't be that nigga
2: and don't be fucking 69 i don't know if you've seen this that he commented under um lil dark's pay uh pretty much lil dark remember like a post to remember king ron which mind y'all was his his pretty much his right hand man. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the video of him taking him to the Breakfast Club uh before he was big. Before oh, nah. he was anything. Mm-mm. So before before King Vaughn was cause I think he's only been rapping for like two years, Lil Durk took him to the Breakfast Club and this was he had just got out of jail and yeah, he was like, Yeah, man, he's he's the next guy up. And sure enough, he was he was becoming that. It's just crazy, you know what I mean? And then on top of that, uh, you know, you got six nine. In and mind you, hops in the comment section and, and says some really foul shit about the situation. And this is the first thing he said since his fucking whack ass album flop. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So it just, I feel like this dog, this guy is just, I feel like it's only a matter of time before he either runs out of money, runs out of fucking money to pay security, uh-huh. and, you know, something happens. You exactly. Know,
1: well, since we are speaking about uh, a little on King Vaughn right now, it appears that according to a couple of different sources i think i was looking at uh, hip-hop dx kwando rondo will apparently not be under investigation in king bond's murder now as we were discussing pre-episode that'll make no goddamn sense because he's clearly seen in said video mm-hmm. but this article that i read said that he was asleep in the car and his people were outside or were in the club. And apparently Vaughn was the aggressor. Now, I mean, I, but
2: this, this didn't happen inside the club. I think it was, it, it actually happened right next to his car,
1: Oh, right next which to ma- the
2: car? which, which kind of makes sense as to, I mean, he, that, made, that would make sense that he was asleep and maybe like as his crew was approaching. Yeah. It's probably when the whole shit kind of, you know, popped off or whatever. Mm-hmm.
1: But I mean, if he's still in the video, mm. at, I don't know. I don't know. It seems like a really flimsy reason I mean, to not investigate, but.
2: Look, t- to be honest here, right? Because his, his man is the one who, who, who shot mm-hmm. uh Vaughn allegedly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it, it would make sense for them not to try to pursue charges on somebody that it probably wouldn't stick on. Because like you said, mm-hmm. because I mean, if, let, let, let's keep it a buck, you know, obviously RIP Vaughn and everything. Right. But if you see the video, you could, you could see that he was the aggressor mm-hmm. and him walking up to him and like not even saying nothing, just popping off on him. And like pretty much the, the, the thing started from there. And then the guy, the other dude came up from the side and shot him. Oh. So I just feel like it wouldn't make sense to try to put these charges on with Quando Rondo. Mm-hmm. But I feel like his, his man, his, uh, the guy who shot Vaughn, or oh, he's, he's, he's fucked. They're gonna oh, try no. To make, yeah, he's done. They're, they're going to make an example at him and they're going to try to say, yo, you're better off in jail than out here in the street, dog, because these niggas. Is- is gonna try to kill you or your family probably
1: but i mean you gotta think about it if niggas is out here in the streets trying to kill you it makes perfect amount of sense that there's gonna be some niggas in the box trying to get you to- oh yeah no yeah you're right you're right you're right no that's a fact <laughs> I mean that that's pretty much
2: <laughs> but, but but I feel like maybe the, the justice system probably won't even take that into consideration and they'll just be like, yo man, like you know, these you killed a man and they about to be out here getting you and then not feeling to realize pretty much what you just said that like yo they could probably get you inside too.
1: I'm about to say, didn't the justice system put both R. Kelly and six nine in GP?
2: Yeah, no, that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, hey, especially yo And Bobby Schmurter tra- too. Yeah, no, but but I think the the most craziest is R. Kelly because This nigga is probably was at the top of the top of Mm -hmm. fucking music at one point, and everybody knows who the fuck R. Kelly is. Everybody, I don't care how old young you are, Mm -hmm. and now everybody knows R. Kelly for being a fucking sexual assaultist Mm -hmm. or whatever however the term is. So it's just it's I don't know. I feel like that that's the and hearing those stories of of R. Kelly in jail getting beat up is I don't know. It's just kind of kind of funny.
1: I mean that shit
2: is hilarious to me.
1: But, I mean, you get what you get, bro. I mean, you, 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 you wanna be a rapist, yeah. you gonna get treated like a rapist. Ain't? Nah, yeah.
2: Nah, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and to be honest, dog, like, one thing I've realized about life, right? When I, when I stopped, like, I guess, playing victim and shit, I realized that most shit I brought upon myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's why when people are in these predicaments, not all the time, because it's obviously definitely times that foul shit happens, but I feel like a lot of times, dog, niggas put themselves in these predicaments and r kelly dog blatantly was pushing this in our faces like yo i fucking rape women i fucking assault young children i sexually assault kids he was rubbing this shit in our faces and he was still getting away with it but i feel like this is just that's why i just don't feel bad just because this nigga was like yo i'm doing this y'all don't care because i'm that nigga and tables have turned so Mm -hmm. shout out shout out shout out to karma
1: Shout out to Karma. It took a long time for Karma to snatch the wig off of R. Kelly, but...
2: And the crazy thing about it is, right? Mm -hmm. The crazy thing about it is that the fucking Boondocks literally made a whole episode about this shit, and it was like like legitimately, word for word, what ended up happening like fucking 15 years down the line. Dude,
1: this is... Okay, the Boondocks made an episode of it. The Boondocks made an episode of it from the first R. Kelly trial with the P-taste. Yeah. Yeah, which was like early 2000s. So we, we've we had... And then we had all the shit going down, like him marrying an Aaliyah and people knowing that he went back to fucking Chicago and would hang out at this McDonald's down the street from his high school and scam on girls. Niggas knew that all through the 90s. Then you had the P trial in the early 2000s. Then you had the Boondocks joint in the mid-2000s. And now yeah. this nigga's finally getting locked the fuck up because of a fucking documentary series that they did two years ago. And it's just like... I, that's the joke that just it blows my mind I swear yeah. to God there's no black people working at the FBI there's none right because it took one white person from the FBI to watch right. the surviving R. Kelly and be like we
2: need to look into this nigga right.
1: <laughs> what
2: that's exactly what happened dog, because every other fucking year I guarantee you niggas just threw that tape out I'm they t- just threw that shit out they ain't even fucking put the joint in the fucking VHS my nigga that shit was just <laughs> I need somebody to make okay. it make sense for me, please. Yeah. But again, dog, I just feel like that goes to show because mind you, like R Kelly hasn't made relevant music in a couple of years now and uh-uh. in, in, in a good amount of years now. And I feel like it just goes to show, I guess humans fucking hypocrisy because the same way that like, if, if one of our friends commits a crime, we're going to be saying free so-and-so. I mean, maybe, I guess, depending on what it is they do. But, um, you know, like when a shoe is flipped and it gets done on us, you know, we're looking for justice to be served. So I feel like it's kind of the same thing in this case where, you know, we, we feel that way, but in reality it's, we're, we're hypocrites with it. No,
1: it's, it definitely is. And it's mostly hypocritical because this nigga was at the top of the charts. And he made sure that he made hit after hit after hit so motherfuckers wouldn't care that he had had these charges brought up on him. They wouldn't care if there was any stories around because this nigga was on top. He was making money and they don't want to tear down a rich black man who's at the top of his game and make him look bad. Like, no, like tear that nigga down if he needs to be torn the fuck down, because now all 'all y'all did was give him an extended time to keep with the fuck shit.
2: And the, the the fucked up thing is that this shit eventually is going to come to fucking light. You know what I mean? And eventually it's going to come out. And it's going to be way, way, way worse if y'all don't fucking nip it in the butt right now. hmm uh-huh. Because then that's just going to show a certain group of people that don't like color people that, yo, you see how these niggas put up with this bullshit? These are the kind of people that you want to say are equal to us and have decency like human beings when they put up with a rapist for fucking 15 years? hmm uh-huh. You know what I mean? So white people really ain't got shit to talk. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. That's a fact. You know, <laughs> we're not even gonna go. We're not even gonna go there. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> my my strategy is to not even give these niggas some to not even any kind of weaponry. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's just like yo, y'all niggas fucking sexist shit, and we don't want to give you any any of our proof that we've been on sexist shit. Exactly.
1: As well. We're gonna keep that shit under under wraps.
2: That's that's a fact. That's a.
1: All right. Well, why don't you? We were having this discussion about Travis Scott, and I know you can articulate it better than me. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. So I'll just go ahead and dive into this. All right.
2: (laughs) So I was talking to my man Cooper before the, you know, we started recording the episode, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying this is a hot take or anything. I'm sure this has been articulated by somebody else out there, but I just feel like it's pretty evident, dog, that Travis Scott is quite possibly, if not the biggest pop star slash rock star slash whatever you want to call it right now in the world right now in the world right or at the least in rap and hip-hop and i would even go as far as to say the world and let me just name a couple reasons right here real quick okay so starting it off with i guess just his songs like sickle mode with um what the fuck album was that oh astro world i feel like astro world was was the album that kind of just launched him off into where he's at right now and obviously him having a baby and you know being linked with uh Kylie Jenner oh of course all of that all of that boosted everything up right Mm -hmm. but regardless of the fact right in this year and this year alone this guy has had a Fortnite sponsorship where he had a virtual concert of his on the on the platform so that's big money right there Fortnite is one of the biggest games and maybe ever maybe and you that's know, like, just
1: creative as fuck i would i don't think yeah. anybody would have thought
2: about that oh yeah no that that was that was really dope and uh, i i don't think i actually played it when that shit was on but i definitely seen the video and that shit was pretty tight mm-hmm. not only that but he's also been uh on team jordan for actually i think the last three years now maybe four and he's been on nike for even longer you know he's had a bunch of different collabs with nike from a couple air forces that he did a couple jordan ones that he did uh jordan sixes so he's he is like all across the board just reaching everywhere right Mm -hmm. and on top of that he also recently did the mcdonald's thing true you know everybody dog i don't care what anybody fucking says dog Every, almost everybody I know was like, yo, I'm about to go try that Travis Scott burger. And the truth of it is, all it was was a fucking quarter pounder mm-hmm.
1: with some lettuce that's on it.
2: it. That's all it was. With some lettuce and some bacon on it. Mm-hmm. And granted, granted, I will say the bacon was crispy every time, which typically, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't like my bacon to be all soggy. No, and shit. I don't like that either. So, this joint, it was crispy. I'll give you that. And the fries were always hot. I don't know if that was like a thing that they made it so that like Possibly. maybe that's maybe that's what the Travis Scott meal entails I don't know but regardless of the fact this nigga's fucking brand essentially skyrocketed McDonald's sales of fucking quarter pounders over that month you know what yeah. I mean I
1: remember they ran but, out of that shit like within like 2 weeks
2: of it was yeah. of, of, of coming out Bro bro I couldn't I couldn't try this shit until like a week before the shit ran out because every time I would try to go that shit was sold out Damn. So on top of that, you know, there was merch. They had niggas buying McDonald's merch just because it had Cactus Jack on it. So that that just that just goes to show the stardom of this nigga fucking Travis Scott. I'm just saying.
1: Okay. Okay. That,
2: that's that. And recently, and by recently, I want to say this past week, they announced, well, it's been announced in a couple of weeks ago, but PlayStation essentially used Travis Scott in their uh unveiling of the PS5. And promotionally they, they did like a collab with Nike. Where they have a new pair of Nike Dunks that I guess is a collab with, with PlayStation that essentially has just the PlayStation logo on the side. Yeah. And it, it's a, it's a dope shoe. It's a dope shoe. But, um, nonetheless, it also has Cactus Jack on it. So you already know it's going to be a really big shoe and super huge. And the fact that PlayStation, of all things, uh, picked him to be, I guess, the face of this. It just, I don't know, man. It's just, you know, we were talking before how like, Shout out to his his team over there for you know making all that shit happen, or or, or you even hinted at you know shouting out the Kardashians for making that shit happen. Yeah, because as, um, as
1: much as people want to hate on them, young Mama Kardashian or Mama Mama Jenner make moves for them. Like, oh yeah, no, she she can, she can do it. So
2: no, nah, and, and you know I I seen somebody say like, yo, y'all niggas love to hate on the Kardashians, but in reality, I should take notes from fucking Chris uh, Jenner. hmm She might so, have
1: slaved them girls to the fuck out, but she hooked, she made, she made sure they got money.
2: Oh yeah, no, that's a fact. That's a fact. And and again, you know, they might have gotten famous for no reason, right? But they're using that fame that they got and they're actually making that shit work. So I will give them credit for that. You can't, you can't deny that. Exactly. But yeah, man. So I just, I just feel like all of that put together with him pretty much being the stimulus package that's going around right now in the sense of like a couple of years ago was Drake. You know what I mean? Like maybe like 10 years ago, maybe even, even five years ago, it was Drake mm-hmm. that if he, if he hopped on a song instantly, a number one hit, I feel like that's the case with Travis Scott now for the most part. I feel like Drake kind of lost that a little bit because he's definitely hopped on a couple of songs that didn't really, you know, make too much noise. Yeah. But I feel like Travis Scott is kind of that guy now. Like all you really need him is to, you know, crone a little bit over your hook and do the little, do the little, uh, lo-fi sounding. Straight up. Uh,
0: yeah all right
2: you know i mean just i i just feel like that's all you really need and him just having his little sauce uh sprinkled around your song and that's that's the stimulus package now so Dang. um yeah man like and and, it, and i will say this man i have a fucking poster in my room that was when his nigga came to the fucking filmmore and i remember that nigga was like nowhere near as big now obviously because he was at the fucking filmmore. for those of <laughs> you that Aren't from this area? The Fillmore is like a fucking what, like thousand, maybe five thousand, maybe less than that. I know there's multiple
1: Fillmores out there,
2: though. Oh yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. So I'm sure you, I'm sure y'all know what the fuck a Fillmore is. So it's a smaller venue, and it's it's crazy that this nigga is legitimately like selling out festivals now. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like just off of his name. So I mean, I've
1: seen when it's. I think it's always that way when you see artists that you see at something like the Fillmore, and then you see them elsewhere like in arena tours because like my first time i saw j cole my first time i saw wale were both at the fillmore and they were they were already pretty established artists when i saw them back in the day and this is like right before his uh wale's album under under rick ross came out so like you Mm -hmm. know I, or this is actually right after it came out. So, you know, he, like I said, he was already established and everything. And now these yeah. niggas don't do nothing less than, you know, arena tours and shit like that. Like, it's yeah. it's weird to see J. Cole in, in an arena tour. And I feel like I really wouldn't enjoy a J. Cole show in that big no. of an atmosphere. I feel like no. it's just better to do it at something smaller.
2: And, you know, honestly, there are certain artists that, like, that show, it makes more sense to make it a stadium thing, you know, just because of how, how their artistry is. But I feel mm-hmm. like artists, like you said, like J. Cole... I would even go as far as to say Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. I would say that. I feel like their their type of music and their artistry is catered to more of like a more intimate crowd. And I feel like it's kind of hard to get that intimacy when you, when you do shows like in arenas or yeah. festival pages and shit like that. But I will say that I feel like Travis Scott, he, he can do both. Dog. He's, he's, a, he's a different beast when it comes to that mm-hmm. because I've seen him perform, like I said, at a smaller venue, and let me tell you, that shit is like a fucking mosh pit. Like I was in the middle of that shit, right? Mm-hmm. And my fucking shoe fell off, and I couldn't get it, and I lost my fucking shoe in the fucking concert.
1: Oh no! In
2: the yeah, and then and then um and my friend that I went with, she lost her glasses because somebody knocked them bitches off. And, and I'm telling you, it was like a fucking mosh pit in the sense that, dog, if you fucking reach down, dog, you're about to get an elbow or a knee. Or a fucking foot to your face, though. Jesus so Christ. We just got the fuck out of the middle and just chilled on the side of the fucking uh, the concert for the rest of the joint. <laughs> Lick your <laughs> wounds. <laughs> nah, no, for real. So let me just say this right now. If you're, like, under, like, six foot two, do not go in the middle of a Travis Scott concert unless you're really about that shit. And let me just say, I was not about that shit, though. I was not expecting it to be that fucking crazy. Dude. But the, the, what, I, what I was going to say, what I say that to say about was... um. That even if you see his, his um, festival footage when he performs at festivals, mm-hmm. the crowd is the same, dog. And, and it's, it's just crazy that he's able to do that with both, you know, smaller, more intimate uh, crowds and like, you know, ginormous festival stages. Yeah. So I just feel like for that reason alone, um, on top of everything that I mentioned with all his sponsorships and Nike and Jordan brand and PlayStation and. Everything else that I mentioned, I feel like he's, he's the guy right now. And I'm not saying he's the best rapper out right now, but I just feel like he's without a doubt that guy. He's like the, he's 100% the Drake of the moment right now, for yeah, sure.
1: I got you. I got you. All right. I mean, I can definitely see it. it. That was my two piece, opinion <laughs> piece. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I can definitely see it because, like you said, this, this man has been everywhere this year. I don't think you can turn around and not throw a song, like throw a dart at the, at the billboard charts and not hit something that probably got his name on it.
2: Yeah, like even the um the little collab that he did with um with a, uh what was that shit called that he did uh the one with uh, MIA
1: and uh, what you call it?
2: No, 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 It was um like a collab album slash EP oh. with Pop Smoke. It was like a joint with Pop Smoke and a couple other guys. Um, it, 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 I don't know if it's called it's not called the Hot Boys, but it's like something along those lines of i uh, I'll tell you right now. Oh. oh, Jack Boys, Jack Boys. Oh yeah, that joint, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you got guys like Sheck West on that joint, Pop Smoke, you know what I mean? A bunch of other dudes that was, that I felt like that was just, I don't know, just him putting, him making his own, uh, like side project that's not actually part of his, you know, main shit. Mm-hmm. It just kind of goes to show that I guess the kind of pull that he has.
1: Yeah. I mean, once you, once you, once you get that sauce, like you said, once you, once you're able to get that sauce, you can sprinkle it on with whoever and you got and niggas it. Will it. Exactly. Niggas will eat it. Niggas will eat
2: it. That's a fact
1: All right, let's go into this Um, I want to say it's the funniest thing I've seen in a long time And I'm not going I'm not going to blame him For not saying what I know he wanted to say (laughs) But um, Mike Tyson has a new podcast Out and recently had Boozy on that joint And Mike Tyson Said one thing that He asked the one question that Everybody wants to know he said, "Nigga, you gay? Cause you talk about gay shit a whole for lot. You got a whole mm-hmm. bunch of opinions on it, my nigga." When yeah. Boozy's face dropped when he saw when he when he asked him that question, I was crying, laughing to the point where I wasn't even paying attention to the interview because I was laughing Hell that no. hard. And
2: yeah, and he was hitting that Boosie smile, that like that laugh was like <laughs> I don't know if you get it. This is like it's like he's not really smiling but he's smiling like his face is smiling mm-hmm. but he, he himself is not smiling <laughs> and That's then cute.
1: he was just quiet for like the rest of the interview and mike yeah. mike starts talking about maybe you got demons in you but they're not like my demons blah blah blah, blah. and he, like boozy literally just sits there looking like an angry kid in the principal's office <laughs> like okay when is this shit gonna be over i i don't want to hear this shit no more blah 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 no nah, yeah Duh.
2: yeah the debt that shit was that shit was great. And um, i seen I actually seen um, Boosie talking about it afterwards on a different interview, ironically enough, huh. where Vlad, DJ Vlad asked him um, you know, about the interview. And apparently after the interview, Mike Tyson's daughter, who I'm assuming is like a, a lesbian, I think huh. she's a lesbian, okay, came in and wanted to pretty much confront Boosie about the whole situation and and they were like yeah come on and then like, i guess they apparently they had a long long talk like for like an hour or some shit Oh shit. and and yeah that's kind of like but you know like so it's funny because he, he said that because she kept saying she was like yo you know how many her argument was like you, you know how many people killed themselves after hearing you know comments like that pretty much insensitive, being incentive insensitive about you know how, how they are pretty much yeah and then Boosie's response to that was like, Well, you know how many black people are dying by police right now? That's what I care about right now. And I'm like, yo, <sighs> Boosie, come on, dog. Like, you just brought up a fact, but used it like to like mm-hmm. completely manipulate the fuck out of that Act fact. Act like there's no up.
1: black gay people out there. Come on, dog. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah.
2: You know how many black gay people are killing themselves because niggas like you is making these comments.
1: You know how many black gay niggas are getting killed by niggas like well, yeah. you making these yeah, comments yeah. like I mean yeah, not just killing themselves but actually getting murdered. There's a like yeah. a gay or a trans person especially black facts. killed almost daily in this country.
2: Oh yeah, facts, facts, facts. No, that that's 100% and and I don't know if um I guess I can't really say this but like would you say that they're uh black people are probably like the least tolerant for for gay people because I feel like Spanish people are kind of At least speaking for myself, I feel like there's more Spanish gay men out there than there are openly uh, gay black men.
1: I would say it's it's very much a stigma still in the black community. A lot of it is religious. A lot of it is just, I guess, like macho machismo, dumbass shit. Uh, just like yeah. it would be for anybody else. But like, I guess nice, because, man. you know, black people are always looked down upon everyone else. They, I, I don't know if it's like those people that, that hate on gay people or whatever feel like, okay, well, let me just go ahead and hate on them because I'm the one getting hated on all the time or, you know, right, vice right. versa, whatever it is. But now, like, in, in, in black community, it's kind of, it's kind of really still fucked up in this country. And I mean, there are lots of gay black uh, men and women, trans men and women, you know, whatever yeah, your, sure. whatever your letter is on the spectrum. No, no offense to anybody. I hope that doesn't yeah. offend anybody for real. Nah, for sure. For um, sure. but I mean, like, it's, it's really not talked about too much in, in a lot of black families. Like, I know I have gay cousins in my family and right. it's, it, it's never been a problem as far as I know. But I mean, like, my van, my family is, you know, fortunately very tolerant of a bunch of other, other stuff. Like, I can't really speak for black people overall. I can just nah, say that sure, it's definitely sure. been seen in our community as something that they are not really down
2: with. Like, I remember, um, one of my really close friends growing up, like, you know, he, he, he grew up a couple of houses down from, from my house. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we would all like hang out, like everybody from the neighborhood, we would all kind of like, you know, hang out either walking from the bus stop or whatever. So we, we would all be cool and shit. Yeah. And, um, yeah, this nigga, like after high school, he, he came out as gay. And, um, I just feel like it's just crazy because, I mean, I never, I guess because, you know, as time went on, like, we kind of, like, drifted apart a little bit. But, like, I-, I just always thought to myself, like, yo, I never really saw any signs of him being gay or anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. So just kind of let me think, like, yo, maybe this nigga really had to, like, hide this shit just because of everybody, including his brothers, including his other friends that were from the neighborhood. that would be like, yo, we not about to rock with you, nigga, if you gay, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I'm sure that that plays a big role in why people keep that shit inside and, you know, not come out, which obviously leads to people feeling a certain way about that and sometimes even leads to suicide so
1: exactly i like you said i don't really have a boat to stand uh to, to, to stand on in this um right. i wish i could i wish i wish i knew somebody's like or i wish i could like i don't know i should probably just have one of my friends like talk to one of my friends about their experiences about this. Cause it's yeah. just something you never, I figure you never really want to ask somebody about like, you know,
2: what are the traumatic hey, yeah.
1: things that happened to you when you were a kid? Like, no, nah, I don't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, you might as well be asking that when you ask somebody. That's, exactly. about that. that's a fact. That's a fact. Like, yo, I know that this is like super traumatic and you probably don't really want to talk about this. But let me ask you about this anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. And just tell me all about it. I want to know every detail. Like, nigga,
2: what? Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> and, and mind you, I know we've never talked about this, but, you know, I'm just asking about everything now. Everything. All up <laughs> in your business.
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, another thing that I woke up to this morning, which I am not a fan of, you seem to be more of a fan of than me. The weekend has been chosen to headline the Super Bowl halftime show. Yes, sir. Now me, The Weeknd's got some cool songs. I'm not really a fan, and it has nothing to do with him or with me being one of his fans. Because there's been plenty of good performances by people I don't like for the for the Super Bowl halftime show. Like
2: like Maroon Five. Like somehow them yeah. niggas they did all right, but I I don't know. I feel like they're the most generic rock band like in history. I'm That's just very true.
1: And I mean, like I, I was never a big fan of like Nelly, but that whole super performance with him and Britney Spears mm, and I think In yeah. Sync and Aerosmith, that joint was dope. So you know, yeah, yeah, for fuck, sure. You know, but um, to me, the the weekend doesn't have enough songs to keep you hype through a through a halftime performance that are like upbeat and stuff. He got hella songs. Yes, he got hella songs, but most of them are real slow and they're real downers, and that's why I don't like to listen to The Weekend. Is because he's got so much downer music. Now, if he mm. has some more upbeat shit that he could throw in there, and maybe just throw a couple of slow joints in there, like people have done before him. Right. That's straight. But for me, I can't think of too many songs outside "I Can't Feel My Face" when I'm with you that are
2: upbeat. Nah, he got oh, Starboy. Nah, you got Starboy. That's kind of upbeat you got uh that song that the joint that recently came out it's kind of like a it kind of sounds like a fucking like
1: you know i don't 70- listen to the radio so if i'm not a fan i won't know it
2: no nah, no nah, even hold on let me, let me let me try to play real quick hopefully we don't get flagged as this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it hard no blind oh blinding lights hmm. And, so what's that four songs? And now? this is like, no nigga. But we only think of a starting out right now because we're fucking high. And we're not about to go look for this nigga the weekend's music because I don't even really know all his songs like that. Anyways, I'm not a fucking huge fan. Team Frank Ocean, by the way. In case y'all fucking forgot, so I don't want to hear no bullshit. I think no niggas, one I don't know if even it was
0: said anything
2: about Frank. No, Ocean. no, 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 no. But the, but but by you bringing up this topic, you did. So I feel like anytime you talk about the weekend, you gotta put in perspective, you know, there's, there's guys like the weekend and then there's guys like Frank Ocean. And yes, I'm putting Frank Ocean way higher than the weekend. I'm just saying.
1: And ladies uh, and gentlemen, this is my petty of the week.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying, y'all. And the reason I bring that up is I don't know who it was or if, if it even was about the weekend. I don't know, but somebody was saying that I think the weekend, is a better singer or makes better music or whatever other blasphemous statement you could think of making about Frank Ocean was made. So I just had to bring that up. Oh, somebody oh, uh, that means
1: somebody just plucked your time. nerve randomly. So you're just going off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, that, that, that was building inside for a long time. I just had to clear that up. I haven't, we haven't even mentioned Frank Ocean since we had our, our review of him. And I don't even know if that was on this podcast. It I don't know if might have been the other one. <laughs> but, um, nonetheless, uh, you know, Frank, we're still waiting for that album. You know, I understand things is kind of complicated on your side right now, but we waiting, my nigga. We waiting.
1: That was so fucking petty. <laughs>
2: that was, I, I know, mind you, this was a week, a weekend segment that we were talking about. Oh, God. But, you know, that, that that's just what we are. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh gosh. All right. And before we go on the first listens, we literally had a countrywide celebration last weekend when it became known that Mr. Joe Biden got the presidential nomination, or got yes, the presidential he win for the to be the next president of the United States. So thank God and yes. congratulations to him and Miss Kamala Harris, which is going to be the first female and the first person of color to be the vice president so we are making gonna just, moves in
2: america i'm gonna just i'm gonna just say this that i've never felt so much pressure about saying somebody's name correctly because i don't know if it's kamala kamala or i've heard so many people say it so many different ways it's kamala is it kamala yeah Okay. Cause they've
1: name. been deba- they've been talking about how to pronounce her name for a minute now. It's, it's Kamala.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that, it's, it's that. crazy because
1: I have a friend named Kamala. So every time I see her name, I want to say Kamala.
2: Kamala. And yeah. I have to remember
1: it's not pronounced that way. It's Kamala.
2: <laughs> in all honesty, Kamala sounds better. Dang. I mean, they're both like,
1: what, uh, Kamala Harris is half Indian and half Jamaican. And my yeah. friend Kamala from high school is Jamaican. So that's a very that's uh, gotta be a very Jamaican name. That's what I saw am saying. Yeah, yeah. It's got yeah. to come from Jamaica.
2: I'm curious as to why the uh I guess where I guess you do decide where you put the accent in your name. I'm guessing mm-hmm. like the the strength of your name, like you could go as I guess you decide that, right? Like how you pronounce your name?
1: Basically. Just like we always been calling Rihanna, Rihanna for all these years. Come to find out her name is actually
2: pronounced Rihanna. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. And she said it. Yeah. And she has said it. And I refuse to call her Rihanna. I'm sorry. I yeah. Just...
1: And it's, it's just like, I'm just not going to, she was like, I'm not going to stop you all from saying it wrong. Y'all just keep saying it wrong. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pronounced blah, but okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's just so famous that people have been saying it wrong for you. It's like uh, Chrissy Teigen. Apparently we've been saying her last name wrong too. It's Tigan. Well yeah, that's that's bullshit. That <laughs> that's what bullshit. she said. Nah, hell nah. It's because... online somewhere, dog. I'm telling. I'm telling you. Cause everybody nah, was like, man. Oh my god, we've been saying her name wrong. I'm
2: like, <laughs> I, I man, I don't know. I feel like I feel like if I maybe if I got to that position where I was that fucking famous and niggas was saying my name wrong, I might have to rock with it if it's working, you know.
1: Okay. I feel like I would just be like, um no, excuse me, my name is <laughs> <laughs> I've had to do that so many times in my life for my name anyways. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, dog. Dog, when I was little, no one could say my, my government name. Like, it was <laughs> impossible for people to say it or spell it. I don't know why, because it's not... Hey, you know,
2: you know what's funny? The same shit for me and my job. My name is Christian. But for some reason, my parents decided to knock the H off. And it's instead of C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N, it's C-R-I-S-T-I-N. And the funny thing is that for some reason that missing H confuses the fuck out of substitute teachers. I'm uh-huh. trying to tell you because these niggas think is because of that H is missing. It just turns into like a, a whole different, different name. Different name. <laughs> yeah. And I just like, dog, the only thing that's different is that there's no H. That's the only difference. Well
1: my, my given name is Terrell And people have been famous with my name For years and still cannot say it. But then again the biggest person with my name Was was Terrell Owens but he says Terrell and I pronounce it Terrell So people would all especially if they're from the south Would just call me Terrell all the time And I'm like that's not how you say my name Terrell, Terrell. yeah you're right That's why we came up with Trey <laughs>
2: <laughs> By the time that's I was in 6th grade I was done with the bullshit <laughs> Nah I'm I feel you, dog. I I feel you. (laughs) Believe me. To some degree, that's why I'm Chris nowadays. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. All right. uh, Let's go ahead and get into these first listens. Now, let's go ahead and do this uh, Lil Uzi Vert and future uh, Pluto times baby Pluto joint. Because honestly, I was reading the article earlier and I was reading some people's reactions to it. And people really either rock with it or they don't. Like, there's really not an in-between from what I was. And I looked through, like... 25-30 25-30 comments or some shit like that it's just okay. it's very very it's either you love it or you don't okay fuck it let's, let's, let's dive in and see what the fuck we think alright uh, what song did you want to do off of it
2: hey you know me I'm gonna dive in with the first song Stripes Like Burberry alright ready whenever you are sir. alright let's do it
0: a few moments later
2: Whoopi dog I wasn't the biggest fan of this song
1: nah I, I was right there with you it, First of all It was hard to decipher Some of the lyrics Because oh, of yeah. like uh, Future sound like He back on that shit And then Uzi Just sound like Uzi So you know It's gonna take a couple <laughs> listens <laughs> To figure out What the fuck that nigga's trying to talk about
2: anyway Facts facts No I agree Um, well, The thing about it for me Was I feel like I feel like Like the song structure Like their, their verses Was kind of like They were just doing A bunch of different shit You know what I mean I yeah. feel like they were just Throwing shit on the wall And so Kind of like Seeing what stick type of shit I got you. Uh which I feel like is usually what happens when albums are kind of put together out of nowhere. I don't know how long this album took to make, but um yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan of that album. They song said it that. took I, a
1: long time because this is something that, that had been talked about amongst their fans for a while.
2: Mm, oh, okay. So well, Yeah, man, I don't know, man. So far first song wasn't wasn't the biggest fan of like it wasn't a terrible song, but it was definitely uh wasn't memorable at all. Like I'm probably not gonna listen to it.
1: I got yeah. you. No, I'm probably with you. Now we'll go to the second song from the Pluto Times Baby Pluto album. I wanted to try number three, Sleeping on the Floor. All right, but Let's do it. All right.
0: A few
2: moments later.
1: That joint was way better than the first one, dog.
2: <laughs> way better. For <laughs> sure. That should have been the first song for ever.
1: No, bull. They both were better lyrically on that joint. The beat was better. They both rode the fuck out the beat. Honestly, yep. that was a great song. Like, I'm not even yeah, going yeah. that was a really That's,
2: good song. No, yeah, no, no. There's certain songs where the one and only future Hendrix is in his bag. And let me just say he was in his bag on the song for yes, sure. sure. Definitely. Both of them were, but I would say if you, this is, this is very future. This is future Hendrix. This is future, uh, Pluto soundings music right here. So this is what we need from future, man. I, I, I dig this one for sure. There you go. All right.
1: Uh, the next up that we're going to do for first listens today is going to be the new, a couple of jumps from the new Kodak Black album called bill israel why it's right, called bill to... israel i have no idea
2: <laughs> all right so fuck it let me uh let me pick the first song from this giant. i heard somebody talking about oh you know what i don't I'm... know if i'm gonna pick number four uh spain with tory lanes and jack boy Uh-oh. two uh two pr- pretty uh controversial uh people <laughs> yeah. but 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 who who else on on the kodak black album,
1: yeah noble it makes perfect sense yeah all right let's do this you ready yep
0: a few moments later,
1: all right. What'd you think about that one?
2: I like the hook, I like actually really like Tory's verse. I feel like he did a really good job on it. Um, but I really wasn't all that impressed by Kodak or Jack Boy's verses, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was expecting a lot more from Kodak because now I, I, I hate to be the guy who, be, who brings up the past and how things used to sound, but dog, oh, Kodak. Like, I'm talking about, like, before he kind of, like, blew up, like, on, um, I think it was institutionalized. I think it's the, the mixtape that, it, that I'm referring to, but I feel like Kodak had way better, like, bars and just way better wordplay and things like that. I feel like this song was pretty simple. Kind of like, you know, whatever he was saying was just pretty straightforward and simple. Um, same thing with Jack Boy, but I do feel like Tori did his thing on his joint. Uh, the hook was kind of dope and I liked the beat a lot too, so
1: honestly i like the hook because of its simplicity but yeah. i just felt like that there was way too much open real estate on the track mm-hmm. between the chorus yeah. and between everyone's verses i yeah, have to say right. that um it Tor- felt long right yeah it felt really long it's kind of a hard listen uh tory brought more speed into it with his rhymes which made it easier to listen to and enjoy his part Jack Boy's part, like you said, it wasn't overly good, but it started out pretty, pretty like at a good clip, and then it just slowed down to what Kodak was doing, at, basically. But yeah, yeah, there was just no, a yeah. lot of real estate left on the track, and for a slow beat like this to have a lot of open space on it, it just makes for a difficult listen.
2: Yeah, I'm with
1: you. Let's go with
2: what number is that?
1: I think it's number eight, I Knew It, featuring Gucci Man and CBE. All right,
2: bro. All right, I'm ready. All right, let's do it a few moments later all right what you think sir i i I like that one better i really like gucci's verse and i I really like uh kodak's way better in the first song that we listened to i just feel like i I like when kodak does this when he really rides the beat and he kind of like you said uses more of his more real estate on the song you know Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i thought this was dope uh i don't know who cbe is because all i heard was gucci man and and uh and kodak but
1: i think he said some stuff at the end of the yeah. song right before kodak started going in again
2: oh did he? i think so okay but
1: it was like he didn't say much um yeah but yeah this song was definitely better than the first you know the beat rocked they all wrote it pretty well except for cbe whatever maybe he's the producer i don't know but nah gucci man was definitely the star of this track honestly <laughs> i
2: agree no nah, i agree he killed it he killed it he definitely killed it oh yeah the next joint
1: we're gonna do is from an unsigned artist who asked us to check out his stuff. Uh, his name is Scribble, and he's with his man Big Left. And the mixtape is called Napalm Drop. The song that we're gonna check out is gonna be number two, which is called Capone and Corvalin.
2: All right, I'm ready. No good. All right, let's do it. Uh-huh.
1: Hey. Uh-huh.
0: I, this is what happens. This is produced by show me when you're. Tell me when to go. Tell me when to give it all I got and then I'll go. Never gonna let them tell me left, just take it slow. How they gonna tell me how to spit it when I know? Even if I stop, no. How they gonna pop those things that I bring? They gonna school bell rings. Up in this nice man, I've that doom. See, up in See, I've been the Bronx cat and up in that fool. And it's never gonna happen again. The chemistry's too slick. Set the pick on the brick just like this. You slipped on the juice, start to catch the fade. Cancun in the hamptons, you live in a caves. Punch band, child, digging in the graves, I mean, digging in the grates, I mean, living with the peace, I mean, fuck the world, fuck everybody in it, living in a planet we've been killing since beginning, tell me when to stop now, tell me when I'm ending, tell me when to clap off the rounds that I'll be sending, you don't even recognize me, so you're offending, speak my name, I mean, fame and shit, unless you get off on dumb fuck sucking your dick, you fucking prick, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Jesus, Damn. shit, hey, yo, I'm a Martian, floating above the earth in my starship, in a planetary. Emanating light from my lungs Ascension Universal communication Descent from the clouds Bring forth annihilation My flow spew toxic material Hydrogen, cyanide blow Through your stereo I'm random galaxy Planetary dominated This the all of savagery Those that oppose to the flows I compose get exposed they disposed of Case closed My M240 incinerator unit Cause mass confusion When blasted through humans I am the blue Print, eternal intelligence. Turn these fucking rappers into skeletons. Smell Spin your planet with a twist on my finger. Throw you in the interstellar space where you linger. Intergalactic flow and rip the soul. Body's pouch to the stunner. What I me. Don't think that I won't attack. Ain't no coming back. Back's back, back, trying to end. end, end, end you gotta got a sick. Sick skill. guilt.
1: Yo, Alright, sir, and what'd you think of that? Uh, Capone and Corvella by uh, Scribble and Big Left.
2: Uh, I thought it was pretty dope. I, I hate to start it off on a negative note, but I just, the only thing I guess I would say that was kind of negative was just that the beat sounded kind of. Super kind of old school, you know what I mean. And, and I, I'm gonna just this is the one thing I would I would say to uh, Scribble and Big Left that I feel like as an up and coming artist you don't have all the access in the world to all the beats in the world. But I feel like there's new, uh, newer sounding beats that they could do what they did on here, which I feel like they both killed it. Um, I really like the second verse. Uh, I'm not sure if that was uh, Big Left or Scribble, but I'm not sure. Um, nonetheless, I, I just... Th- that's the only negative thing I would have to say about the song. I think they both killed it. I think they both did a really good job. I think both both of them could really rap. And um, I would just say to maybe find more newer sounding beats, that's the only thing I will take away from this because I just feel like it kind of screams out like mid-90s. Kind of.
1: I get what you're saying. I kind of dope. I thought the beat was dope. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. I thought the beat was dope. I thought this joint could have passed for something that you would have heard like on... Um like benny the butcher's album or something for real see i
2: I know you were gonna say that but that that's kind of like my argument at least to me i feel like you're right i could see these guys rapping on something that like something like benny butcher style but i just feel like this beat just kind of had like i don't know if it was the drums i don't know if it was the bass i don't know what it was about the beat itself but it just kind of had like a very super boom boom bop like 90s kind of feel to it And maybe that's what they were going for but um that's what I was I assuming it. they would be going. Again, no, and 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 again, that could just be a personal preference for me. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just, I don't know. That that's just my. Yeah. But lyrically, they both killed this. Oh track. yeah, I for thought sure. that was
1: dope. Y'all did a really good job on this joint. For sure. All right, and the last first listens joint we're gonna pull from the same project, and let's do, let's do number ten, Divine.
2: Ready? Yep. Dude, what's all that stuff you're grabbing? Tools! Tools! This is a duct tape, zip ties, and gloves. I have
0: to have my tools! Dry. Don't ask me questions! I'm not taking questions! The Golden God is not taking questions! I am the Golden yeah. g- 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 God! And that's a role with the divine Iron Set Dog. Cut the roots from the tree of life and drink the net dog. Resurrect dog, born again like Set Dog. Raised by holy man, and he- Nine in my dress, up. Yes, God. Eliminate the pressure. Illuminate the mind state. Levitate the vessel. Fell through the heavens and hit the ground hard with a death blow. Cursed by the gods, yeah. I was let go. I'm morbid. The former born to fourth horseman. A horrid disease. I feed on your torment. Feast on the weak. We bleed the sheep's corpses. Fiend. A machine so mean they all forfeit. Cost of the cautious. Corn the corn. Artists. Arm to bomb artists. Flow so my sonic your waves reach to the Oh. all members anty up when level a calm and set bombs on the cars where the wife and kids start the pawn. Took the rook of the rook, took the pawn the con. It's easy even if we leaving it to Kong. I'm a connoisseur, chess not checkers. Less best kept in the dresser like the burner on the waistline pressure. I ain't even really on that level till I'm pulling out the metal. Let you nibble on the barrel, motherfucker. It's like that. Asked on the block, I'm a lock for the win. Put the dot on your top, pop the mop off your pop, pop. pop. Pop on the cop, hit the lock on the drop, like I'm really gonna stop, nah, cause y'all don't really pay attention, you never really listen when I call church succession, remember when I'm dead you will praise at the stone, I'm a clone of original left mind to bone. I have contained my rage for as long as possible, but I shall unleash my fury upon you, like the crashing of a thousand waves, be gone vile man! The U.S.
1: government has given the SCP Foundation clearance to issue this alert. All right. So, what did you think of Divine?
2: That joint was dope. I really like the beat on that joint. That joint was actually super dope. Both of them killed it. And again, I, I'm sorry that I don't know who's who. Uh, I don't know who's Scribble and who's Big Left. But I really like the guy who rapped the first in this song. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm guessing that that's Big Left just because it sounds like he's from New York which I'm reading here that um, Scribble is from uh, Los Angeles and Big Left is from Bronx, the Bronx. So it it just sounds like, you know, he's from New York, so apologies if I have that incorrect. But um, I really like the first uh, verse on here. I like both of them, but um, I I think it was a really well put together song. It definitely has a good feel to it. And I feel like both of these guys are really talented, man. Just straight up. Now, mind you, I personally have never heard of these guys uh, until today. He presented me to them, so... Definitely a blind test here. These guys are dope, man. Definitely check them out. Uh, Scribble and Big Left.
1: Yeah, I got hit up by Scribble, I believe it was, on Instagram and he asked us to check it out and i was just like all right and uh we'll do it for the first listen so like i've had it in my possession for a week but i've tried not to actually go and listen to it yeah uh, specifically for this but yeah y'all did a great job on this i i want to say i think that they're going for an old school flavor on here i'm gonna check out the rest of the jump but it sounds like it's more of an old school vibe which i have no problems with but the jump lyrically was vicious and then the the change up of the beat was real dope for the second verse
2: Yeah, for sure. I really like that. The jump
1: was fresh. So, yeah, you guys did a great job on these. I'm looking forward to checking out the
2: rest of your project. Nah, for sure. 100%. All
1: right. Uh, That brings us to the end of the show today. Uh, As always, thank y'all for listening. Uh, But we don't want to get out of here until we give you guys album suggestions. So, did you have an album suggestion for this week, sir?
2: Uh, Yes, sir. Dude. All right. So, I'm going to take it back. Y'all know we're D-Block fans over here. Me, personally, Styles P fan. So I'm going to go back to the Phantom Ghost Menace. This is, I believe it was a mixtape back from 07. Really, I I feel like that's probably one of my favorite Styles P eras, which is what I call like mixtape era for Styles P. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like between Gangsta and the Gentleman and Super Gangsta and Extraordinary Gentleman, it was just a bunch of like EPs and mixtapes and shit like that. And for all those Styles P fans, y'all know this album, uh, Phantom Ghost Menace. Um, uh, it's, it's kind of like in, in the, the, the series of the whole, um, Ghost in the Machine, Ghost and set by the door, uh, series that Styles P has with all his mixtapes. So, um, definitely check that one out. Uh, I know I picked this one kind of like nostalgic reasons, but definitely a dope, uh, dope listen. So check that out if you haven't already. Phantom Ghost Menace is, is the mixtape.
1: All right. My joint is going to be a nostalgia trip also this week. I'm going to go with the Black album by Jay-Z. This joint spawned so many fucking hits. And it was the first large concert that I ever went to was when he was doing the tour for this album, and it was supposed to be his retirement tour with air quotes. Mm. <laughs> um, so, you know, he had everybody come out and do their parts on every song that he had, or he had somebody come out and do the song if somebody couldn't do it or if somebody, if somebody wasn't there. But you know the hits on this album, What More Can I Say, Encore, Change Clothes, Dirt Off Your Shoulders, Moment of Clarity, 99 Problems, Lucifer. I mean this this album just has fucking hits after hits after hits. It's one of those albums that you can listen to all the way through non-stop every time. So if you haven't heard it in a while or if you've never heard it before, go check out the Black album by Jay-Z.
2: Yeah, that that Lucifer beat is fucking ridiculous, though, I to say. It's so vicious. I've I've listened
1: to just the instrumental multiple times. Oh yeah, times. it's just no, the I, instrumental.
2: Have I have to I have to I have to just the sample just looping in the background. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that joint, that joint is ridiculous.
1: All right, so let's get up out of here for today. Again, thank you for listening. We always appreciate it. Did you have anything else you want to say to the folks before we, before we sign out?
2: Nah, man, thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for listening. And thank y'all for supporting us through this pandemic. And we're here for y'all just like y'all here for us. Definitely stay tuned for all the album reviews and more interviews that we got coming on in the future. So definitely thank y'all for rocking with us.
1: Yes sir And now y'all know Y'all can find us On our social medias On Instagram and Twitter At HQ Podcasts And yes That is all spelled out Let it out You can find us On Facebook By going to Facebook.com And searching out Hip Hop Heads Podcast And you can find us For your listening pleasure On SoundCloud iTunes iHeartRadio Podcast Addict Stitcher Spreaker Spotify Radio Republic And Google Podcasts And for my man Mr. Ben Bass I am Koopa. We love you guys. Stay true to yourselves. Wash your hands. Wash your your ass. And be good. We'll catch y'all later. Peace. Peace.